Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we are here primarily for you or anyone that wants to hear interesting and scientific evidence of how we can change our health. No matter how off, how bad you are off in your health and how you feel, you can always make changes for the good. Always. Our body is always forgiving. We can spend decades of our lifetime damaging our health, hopefully not causing a complete breakdown of organs or glands or joints. But if we catch it early enough, we can actually reverse all diseases and begin a good health program. And food is the foundation of your health. Food is your best medicine. And only you can make the choices for better health or allow your body to deteriorate. You and I have a choice to have better health. No one else. The doctor does not give us better health. No matter how many drugs they prescribe, we're not going to have better health. Those drugs may be necessary, so I'm not saying don't take drugs. That's something you have to de- de- discuss with your doctor. But drugs don't provide health. And doctors do not have an education in health. They have an education in drug therapy, surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, all the damaging aspects to health. Drugs just patch us up and keep us alive, but not healthy. So here we try to share with you information that can help you have better health. Because with your food, diet, and maybe supplements to fill in the gap, and while I'm saying drugs may be necessary, I hope you don't take drugs. I, don't ha- I hope you don't have to take drugs. I hope with some of these pieces of advice, we can get you off drugs. But don't just go off drugs cold turkey because I said something. Talk to your doctor. We are here on the radio, locally in Green Bay, Wisconsin. But you can also hear us worldwide, anywhere in the world, by going on the website, terrytalksnutrition.com. Go into the radio show section, click on live, but you have to be in the same time we are here in the Central Standard Time in the USA. So sometimes this is not convenient. But you can go to the archive section of the radio show, and you can listen to any radio show that is archived there at your convenience. And you can also subscribe to our newsletter. We send out a new newsletter to your email address every Friday. New information, new news, 
new ideas, good information, just to keep you up to date on what you may be doing to have better health. And today we're going to talk about a variety of topics. We're going to talk about diabetes type 2 is really optional. And I'll talk about that in a moment. We'll talk about the nutrient of the day called DIM. D-I-M. D like in David. I-M like Mary. And the importance of oral hygiene. And just for fun today, three nutrition trivia questions and to see if you have an answer. Prostate cancer. When is treatment necessary for men that have prostate cancer? And two supplements you can't go without, at least in the winter. And we'll talk about polyphenols that are lifespan extenders. They'll keep you living longer, hopefully with a better quality of life as well. We don't want to live longer deteriorating. We want to live longer with a vibrant level of health, feeling fantastic, not tired and exhausted, but with tons of energy, just feeling great. This is what we are looking for. And we can have that if you're willing to make some sacrifices and have some discipline and do the things that are necessary to have good health. We have gone so far away from using the principles of good health that it's hard for us to make the change to go back to the way we should be living like 100 years ago. Not all of the activities 100 years ago, but look at all the highly processed and prepared foods that we buy in boxes cans, and jars. What about all the sugar we're eating today? We have gone up to almost 250 pounds of sugar annually per person. We are consuming 67 pounds of high fructose corn syrup. We didn't have sodas 100 years ago. We didn't have junk food a hundred years ago. We didn't have processed, prepared foods. We ate natural, wholesome, and only grown with natural methods. Not chemical fertilizers, not pesticides and sprays, not with Roundup. So we'll talk about how to become healthy, and that's why we're here every weekend. And I hope that you are now on your journey for good health this year. I hope that you have made a resolution to make change in your life. And you can do that step by step by step. Just little changes daily. Changes weekly. By the end of the year, you'll have a new degree of health. 
many of the conditions that you are taking drugs for, many of the conditions that you are challenged with, will be gone. But you have to make some sacrifice. You have to give up the junk. Give up drinking sodas and beverages that are laden with sugar. Yeah, don't drink zero Coke. All the chemicals in these soft drinks are just as bad as the sugar. But today we're going to learn how to live and reduce our blood sugar level and our A1C level. If you've been diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic, what does that really mean? Well, more than likely, you are having symptoms which the doctor has reviewed and diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic. But there really is no such thing in the real world. Type 2 diabetes, as I said before, is optional. You can accept the fact that you're a type 2 diabetic and take medication or drugs. Or you can make some dietary changes and some lifestyle changes and you do not need drugs and you will reduce your blood sugar level to normal or as near normal as possible. Type 1 diabetics are truly a diabetic because of a autoimmune disease Their body does not produce insulin, which is the hormone that's required to remove the sugar from the bloodstream and shuttle it into the cells to produce energy. But today, non-diabetics, meaning they do not have type 1 diabetes, are eating the American diet, which is highly concentrated on carbohydrates and sugar. We were absolutely misled 50 to 70 years ago to the fact that fats were bad for us. Fats are not bad for us. Healthy fats are required by the body to be healthy. Bad fats, synthetic fats, hydrogenated fats, vegetable oils, solid shortenings are all unhealthy and bad for our health. Fat and sugar clog our arteries. So we eat a lot of sugar from the early 1900s we were consuming about four to six pounds of sugar per year, each individual on a national average, some more, some less. But today we're up to 250 pounds of sugar annually per person, some less, some more. I don't eat any sugar. I don't drink any juice, no sodas. I haven't drank a soda 
in probably 50 or 60 years. Never did, never liked them. Maybe as a kid, we used to drink RC Cola, Orange Crush. That goes back a ways. I guess I'm, I guess I'm dating myself. But some people out there, on a national average, may be much higher than 250 pounds of sugar. And then you have to add on another 67 pounds of high fructose corn syrup, which is found mostly in drinks and beverages. And that is the worst kinds of sugar possible. Sugar is an absolute super villain, a poison to the body. Now, it's not so poisonous that if you ate some sugar, you're going to die. If you had a piece of pie over Christmas, okay. But because we eat so much sugar over decades of our life, that our body malfunctions and breaks down because of the amount of sugar. Fats are not hard on the arteries. Fats are not bad for our heart. Sugar is. And all the carbohydrates. When we were eating fats, our country was lean and, and in good shape and fit. And we had a, a great population of healthy people. And then our fats were told that we were told were bad for us and we reduced all our fats, fat-free, low-fat, no-fat. So we consumed more carbohydrates which eventually cannot be utilized by the body. So it is turned into fat and we get fatter all the time from sugar and carbohydrates, not from fats. Fats don't make us fat. Only in the presence of carbohydrates and sugar. So non-diabetics produce insulin. They do not have a defect. But because we have increased our level of intake of sugar, the hormone insulin cannot respond to the level of sugar and it is required by the insulin to take the sugar out of the bloodstream. But because we cannot produce enough insulin and the cells become resistant to insulin, we have an increase of sugar in the bloodstream. So the doctors say, oh, you're diabetic. You are not. You are not. You are not diabetic. You are just eating more sugar than what your body was designed to reduce by the hormone insulin. Stop eating sugar and reduce drastically the amount of carbohydrates that you consume. So eventually I'm going to get to the point saying the diet that is most advantageous for all Americans is a low-carbohydrate diet. Low carbs. And the sicker you are with heart disease, cancer, neurological diseases, MS, Parkinson's, whatever it might be, the less carbohydrates you should eat. Down to zero. Or maybe 20 grams per day. Not 
four or five hundred grams as Americans eat today. All those starches and carbohydrates convert to sugar in the body. So the American diet is primarily sugar in one form or another. So how do we reduce blood sugar? And should we? And how can we? Let's go back to the 1890s. At that time, about three out of 100, excuse me, 100,000 people had diabetes. So three out of 100,000. The population of the Green Bay, Green Bay area is about 100,000 people. So three people in Green Bay, Wisconsin, in the, in the 1890s may have had diabetes. So today, advanced to the present day, one out of 10 people have diabetes. So that means over 30 million Americans are diabetic. Type 2. Could be non-existent. There's so much money spent on diabetes. It is totally unnecessary. The number of people with diabetes has tripled in just the last two decades. So we are going in the wrong direction faster than we ever did before. And 84 million people, one in three, are called a pre-diabetic. That means they have a high blood sugar level, but considered by doctors not to be high enough to be diagnosed as a diabetic. Nine out of ten people with pre-diabetes don't know they have it. So type 2 diabetes is not a disease. It's a metabolic disorder caused by the level of sugar that Americans eat. And it can be reversed. And it can be prevented. You don't need to be a diabetic. If you're on diabetic medication or diabetes medication, it's something you could get off of very easily. By eating a healthier diet, getting some regular exercise can significantly reduce the risk of going into diabetes from pre-diabetes or into a, what I would say a full-blown type 2 diabetic by over 50%. But no one gives you any advice as to how to make these changes. Doctors don't tell you. They just write out a script because you're a diabetic. We're going to put you on a drug. Some people are, are even on insulin now, even though they make insulin. But they don't make enough. Why don't they make enough? Well, they really do make enough, but not enough to compensate for the amount of sugar people are eating. Sugar is a killer. Over decades of time consuming 
that level of sugar is destroying the health of the individual. So the cure for diabetes is a plant, natural herb, that grows in Mexico and Central America. It's known in Europe and has been used in Europe, especially in Germany, for over 60 years as a treatment for diabetes, a natural plant. It's ideal for people with pre-diabetes. So it could help about 130 million people in America. It could reduce the blood sugar levels between 100 to 125. And it could lower the A1C levels to, to around 5.7 to 6.4, which are both ideal. The name of the plant is called Hintonia. H like Harry. I-N like Nancy. T like Tom. O like Olive. N like Nancy. I-A like Apple. Hintonia. And it's the species is Lactiflora. L-A-T-I-F-L-O-R-A. Hintonia Lactiflora. This is a plant that has been studied for 60 years in Germany. So let's take a quick look at A1C. You might see a lot of ads on TV for lowering A1C. So now I know what to do for my A1C. Well, let me give you another idea that what you can do for lowering your A1C and your blood sugar level. So really, it's called HbA1c, which is hemoglobin, a protein in the red blood cells that, carry, <clears throat> that carries oxygen throughout the body. And that is joined to glucose or sugar. So the more sugar you have in your system, the more sugar that you have in your bloodstream, it's only sugar. You're not a diabetic. You're just eating too much sugar. Stop. It's insane. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect different results. You got to get rid of the sugar. But if you like taking drugs and if you don't care how much damage is being done by the sugar in your body because sugar does more damage to your health than any fat could possibly do to your health. Sugar is very destructive. So the more sugar that you eat, the more that you have in your system, the more that you have in your bloodstream, that will indicate the level of sugar by your A1C levels. So A1C, high A1C levels, just mean you have a lot of sugar in your bloodstream. Well, where does it come from? Because you're eating it. Stop eating it. A1C levels show long-term trends in blood sugar levels. 
because A1C levels don't change quickly. It takes six to eight months. So you have to be patient and have time to lower the A1C levels. So when you take a blood glucose level, a quick snapshot, a quick blood sample, these are just the glucose levels at that moment, at that just one minute of time, seconds of time, when they draw your blood sugar, or draw your blood and look at the amount of sugar in your blood. But the A1C levels don't change quickly, so that's going to give you a long-term trend as to what you're doing in blood sugar. But you have to realize the consequences. Because if you don't reduce your blood sugar level, you're going to increase the risk of many diseases. Really, this is absolutely crazy. Because here is what you know, sugar is considered a food. Add sugar to everything. But just tiny, tiny reductions will give you huge benefits. Just a 1% decrease in A1C levels can lead to 19% reduction in the risk of cataracts. A 16% reduction in the risk of heart failure. And a 43% less risk of amputation or death from PAD, P-A-D, peripheral vascular disease. So reducing your A1C has a huge, huge benefit. Now I want to share with you some clinical studies. There are probably 15 or 20 good clinical studies on Hintonia. Hintonia is the cure for diabetes, type 2. There have been very, very successful reduction in blood sugar level overall and A1C levels. A1C level is a marker that just tells you how much sugar Long-term, it's a long-term trend to tell you where you're going in the future in terms of damage by A1C levels. So I want to get into these clinical studies with you and just share some of this information that shows how important Hintonia is and has been proven to be as effective and successful as diabetic medication and drugs. But I'll do that right after these commercials. So stay where you are. I'll come right back. This is Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. And welcome back, my friends. We're back here on the second portion of our program. And the program is primarily dedicated to type 2 diabetes because it's such a epidemic it is breaking the bank of our health care system. Because 30 million adults are classified as type 2 diabetics. 100 million 
are pre-diabetic, meaning that eventually they will be, and a high percentage of children. And no one wants to tell you to change your diet, increase your level of activity, get a better night's sleep, get rid of the junk, the sugar, and the carbohydrates, follow a low-carb diet, such as the ketogenic diet or the paleo diet, or just a low-carb diet. It's been proven more successful than a high-carb diet. Why doesn't anybody tell you? Well, with 100 million pre-diabetics, wow, what a base of customers that's going to need drugs. The drug companies love it. They're not going to tell you that you should be healthy and that you should be eating a healthy diet and foundation for health. And food is your best medicine and sugar is a poison and you should not be eating sugar. The drug companies grow and improve their percentages and increase the the value of their shares with sick people. Sick people are required for the growth of drug companies. They need sick people to grow. And they're all into the money. They're not into making any difference in people's lives. Though they say they do. There's ads that say they do. But 98% of all disease is caused by the choices of our food that we eat and our lifestyle choices. Not genetics. You don't inherit diabetes from your parents. You eat it. You eat your disease. And no one is fair enough to tell you that you're killing yourself with your diet. The American diet kills more than any other accidents, wars, or whatever. Do they care that all the millions of people that die every year from heart disease and cancer? They're more concerned about the vaccine for viruses than they are for helping people understand how to reverse their heart disease and cancer with food. They're all curable if there has not been so much damage previously. Now, let's go to some of these clinical studies on Hintonia. Here's a study from 2014. 178 people with type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes were divided into four groups, four treatment groups. All received the herb Hintonia plus the regular diabetic protocol. So here's the four groups. Hintonia was given to a group of diabetics plus oral diabetic medication. 
They also were given Hintonia to the second group that were taking oral diabetics medication, diabetes medication, and insulin. And then the third group was taking just insulin. And the fourth group was changing the diet. So, the diet and Hintonia was one group. Insulin and Hintonia was another group. Oral diabetic or oral diabetes medication and insulin. And oral diabetes medication, the fourth group. Now, as I said before, A1C changes very slowly. You've been, we have been killing ourselves with sugar for decades. So what is eight months going to hurt to improve your health? Change your diet. And believe me, Antonio will change your type 2 diabetes and your A1C level and manage your blood sugar level. But if you add a diet besides, now you're going to blow it out of the water. So after eight months of treatment on these four arms of people, significant improvements occurred as the following. A1C levels improved by an average of 10.4%. Fasting glucose improved by an average of 23.3%. Fasting glucose and the glucose that spiked after eating, people get a high sugar spike after eating, that improved by an average of 24.9%. So at the end of the study, out of the 178 people, 114 of those people who were taking some kind of medication, at the end of the study, 45 of those reduced their medication, their drug medication. And 10 of those no longer needed any medication. Here's another study. 41 people with type 2 diabetes. They received Hintonia extract with a small amount of essential vitamins and minerals, including B vitamins and zinc. They were required to take one capsule twice daily before meals for six months. The results of this study, 11% decrease in A1C levels. That's huge. A 25% reduction in fasting glucose levels. And for those sugar spikes after eating, it reduced 22% of those spikes which are caused by the amount of glucose consumed in the meal. Research going back to the 1950s. 
1950, when this drug, excuse me, when this herb was first restarted to be researched and evaluated for blood sugar levels. So go back to the 1950s, which consistently documents beneficial effects of Hintonia in reducing blood sugar levels. What else should you know about Hintonia? It's an herb, plant, very, very safe. In fact, extremely safe. They have found no known side effects. Even children could use it. Research going back over 60 years has found it is very well tolerated with no significant adverse effects. But the sooner it is taken, not taken, the sooner you think you should be taking it, you should be taking it, the better it works, of course. Because if your condition is mild, you're going to get better results faster. And best results were seen in these studies with people that had mild to moderate increases in blood sugar levels. So out of 84 million people, a majority of those people did not know they were pre-diabetic. So with 84 million and 30 million with diabetes, type 2, which really is not a disease, which is not really blood sugar level conditions, you can change that in a heartbeat, but it takes time to lower the A1C levels. It works best in mild cases. It takes a little bit more time in tough cases. In clinical trials, Hintonia was used safely in combination with other medications. If you're on insulin or an oral anti-diabetic medication, you can still take Hintonia. But I would always suggest to keep your doctor informed. What is the dosage of Hintonia? Very small. Very, very effective. Very active. 100 milligrams of Hintonia anywhere, I would say, anywhere from two to three times. Some research said one to three times, but the best research shows two to three times daily, along with some of the essential vitamins and minerals. You don't need to be a diabetic. I have heard many people make comments. Oh, I can't have that. I'm diabetic. I can't have this because I'm diabetic. Oh, I said, are you a type 1 diabetic? No, I'm a type 2 diabetic. Well, then you don't really have diabetes. What do you mean I don't have diabetes? You eat a lot of garbage. You eat a lot of sugar. You eat a lot of carbohydrates. And you don't get enough activity. You don't get any exercise. And you eat a lot of carbohydrates, which also significantly increases your triglycerides. And that is more damaging to the heart than cholesterol would ever be. So eat more fats. Eat more cholesterol. 
and get rid of the sugar and the carbohydrates, which are really the killing factors. Have you heard of DIM? D-I-M? Well, DIM is a natural nutrient. It's an active form of a compound called indole-3-carbonyl. It's, it's found in cruciferous vegetables, such as broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage. And how this works, it prevents estrogen and testosterone from converting to forms that can be harmful. In postmenopausal women, DIM, D-I-M, improve the ratio of estrogen in its beneficial form to the form of estrogen that is the most harmful and it reduces it by at least 47%. How do you use DIM? It's ideal for relieving PMS and other symptoms of estrogen dominance. So if you want to lower your estrogen, the harmful form of estrogen, DIM is really the ideal supplement. And it has a huge protection against breast cancer. But it can also be used for men because it helps to keep testosterone in its beneficial form. It has anti-cancer activity against prostate cancer. The dosage is about 120 milligrams of DIM with 250 milligrams of curcumin and French grapeseed extract. Now here's an interesting subject. Oral hygiene. Did you know that the mouth is the body's most common entry point for infection? There's more bacteria, harmful bacteria in your mouth than anywhere else in your body. There are over 700 million. There are over 700 million types of bacteria in the human mouth. About half of the U.S. adults today have periodontal disease. That means bacteria-filled pockets between teeth and gums. Bacteria that start in the mouth can eventually enter the bloodstream via the mouth and travel to the far corners of the body. So here are some diseases that are caused by your mouth, by the amount of bacteria in your mouth can increase the risk of a heart attack by 30%. It increases the risk of ED, erectile dysfunction, by a factor of three times. If you want great sex, <laughs> wash your mouth, clean your mouth out. 
brush your teeth, floss your teeth. Use a good, I like to use a combination. I don't call it a mouthwash, but hold that there. I'll come back with my favorite form of mouthwash. I make it myself. When you have periodontal disease, it increases the rate of dementia, the decline of dementia, by six times in people with Alzheimer's disease. Treating periodontal disease reduced A1C levels. Now, we just talked about A1C levels in our pre-diabetes section. So, it lowers A1C levels about a half of a point in people with diabetes. And just one point improvement in A1C levels can reduce the risk of peripheral neuropathy by 43%. Your mouth should be spick and span. Good oral hygiene. Brush. Floss. Use a tongue cleaner. And what, my, and what I do, I have two things I like to do. I found some soft gel capsules that are a combination of cinnamon oil, thyme oil, clove oil, and oregano oil. These are very powerful antiviral, antibacterial, and antifungal. Time has been proven to kill all bacteria, at least 94% of all bacteria. So these soft gel capsules contain an oil, combination of four different oils, cinnamon, thyme, clove, and oregano oil. I like to chew one or two soft gels daily, especially after I brush my teeth. I brush my teeth. I use a electric toothbrush. I have it set for about two minutes. And then I use a tongue cleaner. And then I chew one or two capsules. They are soft gels. You can let them melt in your mouth a little bit so they're softer. And then I hold that oil in my mouth and I switch it between my teeth and make sure that it completely covers my mouth, inner mouth area and tongue. And then I swallow it because that oil will go down and disinfect the esophagus and the stomach of bacteria. I especially like to do this when I'm traveling, when I'm flying on a plane, or I can't take my liquid mouthwash with me. I have a bottle that holds about eight ounces. And it has a little eyedropper. And I fill the bottle almost to the top. But I leave about maybe a half inch from the top. And I add cinnamon oil, thyme oil, clove and oregano oil to the bottle. 
Then I shake it up really good. Hopefully you put the eyedropper back in and, and seal the bottle before you shake it. But shake the bottle so you mix all these oils together. And then when I'm home, after I brush my teeth, I take about three quarters of an inch of the oil up the eyedropper and drop it in my mouth and swish that in between my teeth, my mouth. Even the fragrance will kill all the bacteria. I chew, I, I swish that in my mouth while I'm showering. Don't spit it out. It is still good and it will still kill all the bacteria in your esophagus and your stomach and even further down. But good hygiene is extremely protective of decreasing, <clears throat> decreasing the risk of a heart attack substantially. Erectile dysfunction, Alzheimer's disease. Remember, you have over 700 million types of bacteria in your mouth at all times. You could even clean your mouth two or three times a day. And over half of U.S. adults have periodontal disease. That means bacteria-filled pockets. Also, one other thing I found with many people that have periodontal disease, bleeding of the gums, receding of the gums, <clears throat> excuse me, can substantially improve the health of the gums, health of the mouth, by consuming CoQ10. And the CoQ10 I like is a chewable form of CoQ10. It's a very special form of CoQ10 that is complexed to an ingredient that increases the absorption of CoQ10 by a factor of eight times, 800%. So 100 milligrams of a chewable CoQ10 increases the absorption up to 800 times. Excuse me, 800%. And everyone that I have suggested using CoQ10, their bleeding stops, their gums stop receding, and their periodontal disease is improved very significantly. So these are just some good techniques to make sure that you have really excellent oral hygiene. Now just for fun, we're almost running out of time, so let's just for fun. You know, did you know the mouth is the body's most common entry point for infection. And it can all be reversed by some very neat, unique ideas. Now I want you to give me some answers to other trivia questions. Eggs are a wealth of nutrition. They have the highest biologically active protein. There's about six to seven grams of protein per egg. On the average, 
I consume four to six eggs a day. I love eggs. They're easy to do. They're convenient. Cost-effective. Gives you a wealth of nutrients. So what is the only vitamin that is not found in eggs? And the answer to that is vitamin C. Eggs contain 13 essential vitamins and minerals, including the B vitamins, vitamin A, calcium, zinc, iron, but not vitamin C. What is the most expensive spice in the world? I'll bet some of you got this. Saffron. It requires thousands and thousands of flowers to make just one pound of saffron, which can sell up to $5,000 a pound. How much olive oil does a typical American consume in a year, and how much would be consumed by an Italian well, the answer to that is Americans may consume about a quart of olive oil per year. An Italian, anywhere from two to four gallons a year of olive oil. Olive oil is truly a medicine. I don't even refer to it as a food. It can improve so many of the diseases that we have today that it's worthy to take two or three, four tablespoons a day of olive oil. And make sure your olive oil leaves you with a stinging in your throat, a little bit of a aftertaste, like you have to kind of cough, because that is the essential polyphenols that are so healthy for your heart and your cardiovascular system for your brain, for all kinds of diseases. So my friends, again, our hour is up. It goes way too fast. I wish I could hear, be here for you longer. Um, maybe someday that'll come true. Some of my goals for this year, I'll tell you, tell you about some of those later. But with that, my friends, I have to leave you. Remember, pray for this crazy, crazy world. God bless you, and God bless this year for a phenomenal year of health and wealth. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.